Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast and your just audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hopefully, you guys have had a great week thus far. What a damn week. Monday started off uh, with a Connor McGovern re-signing. Um, you know, something unexpected, and I did want to touch on it a bit more if all this other craziness didn't go on this week. Um, and I was going to make a podcast Monday night, um, but I just didn't get to it. So I was like, okay, let's just do the Wednesday evening prior to the draft pod uh, for you guys and get this out on Wednesday night so you could listen to it Thursday morning um, before the draft kicks off at 8 p.m. Eastern um, on ESPN, ABC, and NFL Network uh, on Thursday. So, you know, just starting with the Conor McGovern resigning, in my eyes, I think it's great, um, and I think it provides the Jets with some depth and some options heading into the NFL draft because I know... You know, a lot of fans and uh, analysts thought, you know, the Jets might go for a guy like JMS, John Michael Schmitz, in the second round. Um, He might be a first-round pick as well, so, I mean, it was no guarantee that he was going to fall to 42 or 43. Now, of course, the Jets have to pick 42, uh, 43, I should say, so... um, you know, they would probably have to move up for a guy like John Michael Schmitz. Um, there's a Joe Tittman still out there. There are guys who the Jets could still pick at center um, that could interest uh, the front office. But at this point, you know, we're at a spot where the Jets did resign Connor McGovern. So now they have some flexibility uh, going into the draft if there is not a center available um, at that expected spot. So now you're thinking, you know, um, you know, how do the Jets kind of maneuver the rest of the offensive line, right? Because now that they have pick number 15, obviously traded that pick number 13 with the Packers um, and got number 15. How do they attack the offensive line? Are they going to wait for a tackle to drop, um, you know, at to number 15, a guy like Paris Johnson, he's probably going to get picked way earlier than that. I would assume. Uh, so you're looking probably at uh, Broderick Jones, uh, potentially uh, Peter Skaronsky, um, you know, there are guys out there that could fall to number 15 that could gauge the Jets' interest. But at number 15, it's a bit trickier because you, it's going to be harder to find a trade-down partner if you were to try to trade down maybe in the late 20s or even the 30s um, because you're thinking probably the quarterbacks are going to be off the board by then and then who is worth really trading up for. Um, could be a JNS, which is Jackson... Jackson um, not sure how to say his last name. It's kind of a difficult last name to say, but the wide receiver from Ohio State, <laughs> Jackson. Um, and then you have a few other players there um, at that spot that could maybe, you know, interest some other teams in moving up. Um, I think it's Jack- Jackson Smith, uh, Nijba. I'm pretty sure that's that's how you say it. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how, how the Jets, you know, potentially grade some of these players out at pick number 15 and i know the jets do have some interest in J, uh, jsn from ohio state i think that was um matt miller nfl draft scout on twitter who said the jets were doing their homework on him so a lot of smoke obviously at this time of year and we're only one day from the draft so it's going to pick up uh, i would assume on uh, the next 24 hours or so and then when uh the jets will probably pick it around you know, 9.15, 9.30 on Thursday night. So we'll finally know who they pick in the first round. But it just feels like the draft came up so quickly because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And I want to touch on that. Um, now, of course, with it settling down, the Jets finally completed a trade with the Packers to, you know, acquire four-time MVP quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And it's still super surreal after watching the introductory press conference today and just all the pictures coming out of one Jets drive. Um, it's crazy. Uh, after years of watching Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Bryce Petty, um, just these guys who 
didn't work out in New York. And, of course, the I would say, you know, jury's still out on Zach. I think he's going to be with the team for, for some time, and hopefully Aaron can teach him some things, you know, on and off the field. But hopefully, you know, um, you know Zach does stick around and, and learns under one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And I think, you know, it's it's – it's come to a point where like enough is enough. I feel like as Jets fans, we deserve this and we deserve every every piece of this that's going to come our way, right? Every success story that hopefully is told throughout this season, um, we definitely deserve. Just going back to 2018, 2019 when the Jets hired Adam Gase, you know, when they had Todd Bowles, um, that 2016 season, you know, just so many forgettable years that now we could finally cherish a good one. Um, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and I think you know it's still crazy to say Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers you know just growing up um, watching the guy in the Packers since 2005 is just you know so surreal and I think uh, I feel like a lot of Jets fans feel the same way right I posted a, a video on my Instagram today um, just you know Rodgers talking about the Jets and their fan base and what to expect and you know him calling him calling them we like like it, it's just it, it, it's great to know that a guy wants to be here at quarterback, right? Because I feel like we've had so many stories where, you know, you draft a guy and then it doesn't work out after a couple of years, then you got a stopgap in Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, so, some of these guys who, um, you know, are just what they are. They're stopgap quarterbacks and they're not here for more than a year. And Rogers, you know, just reading the tea leaves from what he said in the press conference today, it seems like he wants to be here for more than one year. Um, and that's just him. I feel like maybe the pleasing the media a bit so they get off his back about it, honestly. But at this point, he wants to be here. He said in the Michael K show, you know, this is not a need for him. This is a want. Like he, he wants to be in New York. He wants to play for the New York Jets. And I, I just think like it, it, it can't get much better than that in terms of, you know, the the overall just vibes coming out of, you know, one just drive today, Florent Park were immaculate. And I feel like Rogers just had this new, newfound aura around him. I, I'm not sure if anyone else really felt that, but watching the press conference today, it felt like he, I don't know, he just had, he had it all today. He had the big old smile and he had just an attitude about him today that I felt was refreshing. And I felt was really, really, really good for this organization. And, you know, just props to Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, for getting it done, um, it's just it's next level, and I feel like a guy like Aaron Rodgers is going to, you know, he's going to elevate everyone around him on offense, defense, special teams, um, you know, guys like Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Michael Hardman, you know, Corey Davis, if he's still around when the season starts, it's just going to be so, you know, relieving to know that you have a guy, you know, in the, you know, a guy in our center that is so reliable. Um, you know, you could depend on him in the big moments. You could depend on him to make the big throws. And I think that's what's going to be so interesting about this Jets season is you won't have to worry about the quarterback position. Um, and obviously, you know, Rogers turns 40 in December. Um, and I know last season wasn't one of his best, right? I know he had, you know, less touchdowns, more interceptions, um, you know, not as many passing yards, I believe. And, you know, he, he just didn't, I don't think he lived up to the billing that Packers fans had for him, but if he was on the Jets and he put up, I'm going to look up real quick what, what his stats for last year, because I'm just curious and I'm going to probably have a quick laugh when I see what, what his stats were for last season. <laughs> and I know it's, let's see here. 
it, it, it's going to be it's going to blow any Jets quarterback out of the water from from what he had last season. Yeah, so 3,700 3, passing yards, 26 TDs, 12, 12 interceptions. Right, that would be the best Jets season since probably Ryan Fitzpatrick's in twenty fifteen. Um, it's just crazy. I, I mean, Rogers is going to be. And he said today, he actually said it today, he doesn't need to be the savior of this team because he's not, right? He's not the savior. He's a little older um, and he's not, you know, he's not going to be here for 20 years, right? He's going to be here for, I would say, a maximum of four, if I had to guess. And I, from judging by what he said today, I think he's going to be here for more than one. Um, I would put, you know, an 80 to 90%, you know, tick on that. I think, you know, I, I think Rogers. From the way he spoke today and from the way he spoke to reporters, it feels like he's all in for the next couple of years and he's all in for, for the foreseeable future. And those are the two words he used when describing his Jets tenure. Um, and I think, you know, just Aaron, yeah, like I mentioned, his aura today was great and I feel like he is all in, right? And the offseason program, it's not mandatory. He said he's going to try to be there for as many practices as he can. That is more than enough in terms of what the Jets want to get out of him this offseason and try to get him acclimated in terms of knowing guys like Garrett Wilson. He already can name basically all the players on the team, right? Um, it's not it's not surprising, to be honest, that Rodgers can name, you know, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. I feel like he, he he's a very smart guy and he's very aware. Um, and, you know, we played him last year. He, he said it today. We kicked his ass, right? We, we kicked his butt in that week six game against the Packers. And I feel like, you know, Aaron, I think he looked back at that game and was like, wow, yeah, this team is ready to compete now. And if they had a quarterback, they'd probably be ready to strike in terms of the playoffs, in terms of divisional conference um, in the Super Bowl, right? And I think the expectation for this year is high. But I, you know, Aaron said it on the uh, Michael K show today. You know, it reminds me of what Rex Ryan said in 2010 as well, but you know, you know, it's better when the expectations are high because you know what to expect, you know how to play hard, and you know you have to play hard going into the season. And I think, you know, Rex Ryan said the same thing, and I think it was 2009 or 2010. You know, it's like, you know, you, you don't want you don't want low expectations because, they, you know, you love a good underdog story now and again, but the Jets have had low expectations for so many years now that being the overdog and being looked at as one of the elites – is so refreshing. It's come to a point where you want to be looked at as one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't care. I, I at this point, I want to go into a game like feeling confident that we're going to whoop somebody's ass. I, I'm not sure if you guys feel the same way, but at this point, it, it's been so long since we felt any kind of competitive nature um, in terms of late December, early January, February football. That it's just time to just go into the season knowing week one that we're ready to whoops some like like seriously so it's time that rogers um you know it's time that he cherishes because he chooses to be here um the jets you know they didn't force his hand or anything this was totally up to aaron Rodgers, and he said today that it was the jets all the way right it wasn't any other team stepped in not the niners not the titans you know no other team stepped in it was it was jets all the way for aaron right and i, I think you know, it feels good knowing that a guy wants to be here. It feels good knowing that the Jets are finally in good hands at quarterback. And it feels good that a quarterback is so aware of the situation going on with the team and not just swimming. Because I feel like when you have a young quarterback like Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, they just swim through it and hope that other leaders on the team, you know, put, the, put their foot forward and kind of take charge for the season. That's not the way Rodgers worked. And that's not the way he's worked for the last 18 years on the Packers, right? He's worked in 
in turn, you know, leading a very successful franchise of the Green Bay Packers for 18 years. Um, and it's been such a great ride for over, you know, he has so much respect for those over in Green Bay. And I think he, he has a newfound respect for those in New York, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas and Nathaniel Hackett. He talked really highly of them today. Um, and it's no surprise. I feel like Rogers has made it no secret to his admiration of Nathaniel Hackett, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. And I think, you know, it's, you know, I keep using the word, but it's refreshing to know that you have a player that loves the organization. You have a player that's confident in the front office and Joe Douglas making, you know, the right choices around him and getting the right players around him. And you're confident Robert Sala to lead the team and Nathaniel Hackett to call the plays, right? This is Aaron Rodgers' offense at the end of the day. Um, but Hackett provides that familiarity in the meeting rooms. He provides that familiarity on the sidelines, in the booth, in the ear of Aaron Rodgers when he's taking the field and the huddle. Um, it's... It's just good vibes all around right now, and I don't want to ruin it um, by some stupid uh, story coming out like that. It always does this offseason, but I think we're in good hands. We're finally um, in good shape uh, in terms of the team, and obviously knock on wood because things can happen. Um, But at this point in time, leading up to the NFL draft, we're bound to make a run. I think we're bound to prove that we're not the same old Jets after so long of being, you know, in the dumpster uh, of the AFC. And I feel like, you know, in a division with the Buffalo Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins, you had to bolster up, right? You had to go into this offseason saying, okay, what are our options? And I think Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson were obviously the top two that the Jets were interested in. Um, And Derek Carr is uh, maybe 1B2A. Um, and after finding out that Lamar was probably unrealistic due to the, you know, the whole contract situation and the Ravens wanting to match his contract no matter what, they, they, you know, they, they kind of pivoted to Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, really early on, um, even before Derek Carr, I think they had Rodgers on their mind. And I think Joe Douglas even said it today, actually, in the press conference, he said, you know, it was Aaron all the way. Um, and I believe that I believe the dinner with Derek Carr was more due diligence rather than, a potential signing, and I think the Jets kind of got the sense after that meal that Carr was interested elsewhere, right? He was interested in the Saints, and I know Jeremy Fowler came out with that report that it was kind of leading Jets, but at the end of the day, if you look back at it now, if it was really Aaron Rodgers all the way, I think Rodgers had to give them some kind of hint that he was leading Jets while, you know, maybe Carr felt that the Jets were waiting too long in trying to offer up a contract to him or gave him a low ball or something like that. I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but all in all, it just means that Rodgers is, uh, he's all in, right? He's all in. And it was Rodgers all along. And I think Jets fans should be, you know, I think we should be really grateful for Woody Johnson here because I think, you know, him dishing out the money early here, he's going to have to for the signing, uh, the salary bonus, right? Or the signing bonus, um, a $43 million that's eventually going to head to Rodgers in 2023. And then when the restructured contract comes out for next year, I think, you know, Connor J. Hughes, you know, reported it the other day. We're going to be really, you know, thankful for Rodgers to take, for taking what money he's going to take. And I think it's going to be a lot less than people assume. Um, you know, outside of Jets fans, right? I think they're like Packers fans or, you know, other fans assume it's going to be a lot and the Jets are going to have to owe him $60 million guaranteed. Don't think that's going to be the case. And I also think this revised contract is going to um, kind of give us a sense of where his head is at for next year as well, um, 2024, 2023, and beyond. 
Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one, you know, to say the least. And I wanted to mention one more contract. Connor McGovern signed a one-year $1.9 million contract. That screams to we yeah screams to me win now. That screams to me that he just wants to be on a team that is ready to compete at this very moment. And shout out to Connor McGovern, right? I mean, he's taking a low ball offer here from the Jets. There's no other way to put it. I know his market didn't materialize as it probably should have, but he made nine million dollars last year as a starting center, and he dropped down to two million this year. And Wes Schweitzer, the backup starting, um, you know, guard for Washington last year. Is making more. He's making five million over two years. Um, so that kind of just proves to you how much McGovern just wants to win, and you got to respect a guy like that, right? In terms of a winning mentality, and you know, a guy who is ready to, you know, play on an offensive line that hosts the likes of you know AVT, Becton, Dwayne Brown, uh, guys that are ready to compete, guys that are ready to dig in the trenches and uh, you know make other teams' as defensive lines in hell, right? So. With that, I think we're going to go ahead and end it. That's a 17-minute episode um, of the Game Plan Pod. The draft is tomorrow, so make sure you head over to my Instagram, at New Jets Game Plan, Twitter, at New Jets Game Plan, to catch all of the coverage there. Try not to miss a beat as the draft commences. But I hope you guys have enjoyed. So uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end it here, and we'll be back next week with a draft recap and more Rogers rambling.